Welcome to the March to a Million podcast with Greg DuPont, founder of the Wealth Solutions Network. In this podcast, Greg shares his journey to positively impact one million lives by creating an army of financially minded attorneys who embrace an expanded role in their clients' lives. Greg and his guests challenge the status quo in the legal profession and the financial services industry and show attorneys how they can improve their lives, provide greater value to their clients, and experience greater professional satisfaction. Join us in this movement and strengthen your business by learning how to solve your clients' most pressing financial problems. Hello and welcome to another March to a Million podcast with Greg DuPont. Greg, today you are interviewing Mike Ringel. All right, tell us about who he is and why you're interviewing. So Mike is the first person I'm bringing in as part of my effort, broadly speaking, to normalize uh, the way that other people in professions have embraced what we're calling financial advocacy here. So Mike was a trained CPA that went across the aisle and started becoming a financial advisor, just like we're talking to uh, attorneys about. And he also does work with attorneys and knows lots of attorneys uh, that do things similar to what we're talking about in WSN. So I think you're really going to enjoy this this conversation with Mike, where we kind of dig into the the reality of trying to kind of switch from being a one size fits all type of I'm an attorney or I'm an accountant and I don't do this other stuff to saying, Hey, I'm an attorney. I do this stuff as well. Or in his case, I'm an accountant. I do this stuff as well. So stay tuned. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this conversation. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of March to a Million. Uh, and my guest today, I'm very excited to have on with me today is Mike Ringel of Wealth Design Group. Mike is a professional like you and I, uh, and he's made a transition. He's gone through the change that many of you are going through as members of the Wealth Solutions Network. And I want to have Mike kind of share his journey with you uh, because I think it's very instructive as we watch people from these other disciplines. Mike happened to a CPA for many years. He calls himself a reformed CPA at this point in time, uh, just like I call myself a reformed attorney. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, thank you for uh, spending some time sharing your your thoughts with us. Uh, and let's, if we just start with your story, I think that's a compelling place to start. No, I appreciate you having me, and, and I'd love to share. I started out as a, well, still am a son of a physics professor who believed in lifelong learning, and my whole life was being trained uh, to be an accountant because a, I loved it, and b, um, he was not a business person, um, and I decided I wanted to be. So from an early age, I had my own businesses. I was filling out the green sheets and putting things in columns and counting money. Um, I used a program called VisiCalc, which is the precursor to Lotus 123, which is the precursor to Excel, and went to school, started working for one of the large firms. And on January 2nd, 1990, um, Touche Ross merged with Deloitte, and I already had the CPA exam passed. I had great evaluations. And on September 17th, 1990, I was let go, along with 70 other first years. Hmm. The reason being, it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with there were 140 of us, and they only needed 70 of us. So I experienced the first downturn in the market, um, kind of like what's going on today in consulting and accounting. Offers are being delayed. 
uh, people leaving the industry in droves, not enough people going into the industry for a lot of reasons. And I decided I went back to get my MBA from NYU. And I studied marketing and investing, um, entrepreneurship, and I didn't want to go back to corporate America. My parents felt that that was the safe place to be. And as we all know today, nobody works for the same company 40 years, gets the Rolex and leaves. And especially today, most companies don't even have pension plans. So I believe one of the biggest problems with retirement today started in the 80s with the invention of the 401k plan because it took pensions, guaranteed income for life, away from employees and put the onus on them to save their own money for retirement. And we all know that human behavior and financial behavior causes people not to save money. So being an entrepreneur, I met a couple guys and we started a company in New York City called Let's Talk Business Network. And what we did was we built a support community for entrepreneurs and business owners to bring them together to talk about the different issues and challenges in their business. Because when you think about it, if you strip away the uniqueness of what we all do for a living, the issues are all the same. Marketing, sales, PR, technology. Oh, by the way, once you bring in a client, you have to be the technician to produce the work. And then you have to bill them, collect the money, hire and fire. So we built these support groups very similar to Vistage, very similar to um, other mastermind groups. And in 2004, my partnership broke up. Now, we were the people coaching and teaching people that they should have buy-sell agreements. They should be fully funded and signed. We had a prominent Washington, D.C. attorney create our buy-sell agreement for four partners that was never signed. So when two partners wanted to go in one direction and two wanted to go in another direction, we broke up. I was able to leave. The others fought over money because nothing was signed. And I just, I'm 36 years old. I have two kids. I have a very supportive wife. I got offers from major companies to sell. And I had to really think about what I want to do for the rest of my life. And there are a couple of things that came to mind that were part of my value system that I think are really important. Number one is I wanted to make a difference in people's lives such that after I worked with them, they felt better about the work that we did. Number two is um, I needed to be in a business that had residual passive income. So if I sold something or somebody bought something, I didn't just make a commission at that time or a fee. I made a commission over a lifetime. And being in the wealth and uh, access of the management business, being in the insurance business, well, that was a perfect fit. Somebody purchases life insurance, well, you get paid up front and you get a trail long they pay the premiums. Same thing with access under management. And so I wanted to be in a business that had residual income. Most importantly, I didn't want to be 50 years old and fired again like I was when I was 23. Being let go because you're older and have nothing and has nothing to do with you. So imagine, right, getting to COVID, something that we have no control over. You worked your butt off for 30 or 40 years and you got let go just because the world has changed. So I never wanted to be in that position again. And the only industry that I saw was able to take my skill set to communicate complex topics 
in a very simple manner to families that would allow me to be a consultant, financial consultant, and not be the guy that goes to parties and events and people go, uh-oh, there's Mike, what's he trying to sell me? <laughs> right? I never wanted to be that guy. Jokingly, I tell people when I go to weddings and I don't want to talk to anybody, and people ask me what I do for a living, I say, I sell life insurance, how much do you need it? And everybody runs away. <laughs> but in reality, what I did was I took my skill set of being a consultant to my clients, being a fiduciary, and saying, okay, if here's the strategy, here are the best products and services that I believe are going to fulfill the strategy, not the other way around. And I wanted to be in a business that had the residual income, allowed me control of my life. I was at almost every game that my kids had. And because of technology today, it's very, very flexible. About seven, eight years ago, I went to a coaching program because I mentioned I believe in lifelong learning. And the coach asked me, what percentage of my business was this? I need to go to your business. I need to be in your home at seven o'clock at night. We need to develop a relationship and have conversations. And I have to do it personally. And he said, Mike, I'm 100% virtual. You'll get there someday. And I said, absolutely not. Well, with enough coaching, right before COVID, I was 95% virtual. I had to teach families how to download GoToMeeting before Zoom even came along to say, look, I'll be more than happy to meet with you at 7 o'clock at night. But here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do it over the Internet. And at 7.45, we're done. You go back to your family. I'm at home with my family. And so right now, my whole practice is 100% virtual, even if you live around the block. The reason being is that if you ask me a question, I can pull up on any of the multiple screens that I have the data or information you're asking for. I can't do that in front of you. So I've transitioned from being a CPA in the corporate world to being an entrepreneur who works with business owners, helping them deal with the issues and challenges in their business to doing the same thing just from the financial point of view for the last 20 years. You know, I'd like to touch on something you said there because it's part, it's part of the training and the mindset that, that we uh, we believe are the cultural touchstones of what we're building here at WSN. And and, and that is when you mentioned that that you, you looked at yourself as a consultant. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, very much uh, the, again, the culture that we're trying to create and the approach is, hey, we are not salespeople selling product. Right. We, we are consultants that are learning and uncovering the, the real issues, mm -hmm. the problems, you know, helping people get from their current state to their desired state. And, and that's what we're doing is we're delivering that desired state through proven processes. Uh, and that sounds like exactly the way that you approach your business. Am I hearing that correct? Absolutely. In fact, again, people relate us to car salesmen, right? They don't want to talk to them. They know that they got to talk to their boss. We got to make a deal. I went into a Buick dealership many years ago, and I met with a gentleman who was at the time a professional. He was 60 years old. And we sat and we had an adult conversation about a car. I didn't feel like I was being sold. 
I didn't feel like he was trying to get one over on me. In fact, when we crunched the numbers, he turned the screen around and he sat there and he showed me exactly what he was doing and why. So when I wanted to get the alloy wheel protection, he put in the information and poof, there was the number. There was no mystery. He wasn't trying to sell me. He was trying to provide a service because I wanted to, like you said, improve my life by getting a new car. And so I do the same thing in my practice is we have a process that our clients experience. And then we have recommendations. Because we charge a fee for planning, when I started in the business 20 years ago, you didn't charge a fee, right? You did the work. If they bought life insurance, you got paid. If you bought disability insurance, you got paid. If they bought some investment, you got paid. And many years ago, a colleague of mine said, no, Mike, you're a professional. You need to charge for your time. And what happened was my office was in a lawyer's office. I worked with a divorce lawyer who she would do the divorce and I would do the financials. And she was getting $400 an hour. And I sat there going, I'm as smart as she is. I'm just not charging for it. And I'm giving away my intellectual property for free. What I discovered was it had nothing to do with the number. People were willing to pay a fee. But here's the problem. It was my self-worth that was the problem. I didn't believe I was worth $400 an hour. And until I did, I was able to charge it. And I'll never forget the time I sat with a client and they asked me what your, my fee was. And I felt the gargling in my stomach. I said, and they didn't want to move any money. They said, Mike, we're not moving money. We're not buying anything. We just want your advice. I said, great, $3,000. As I'm sitting there, his wife says, do you take credit cards? I said, no, I prefer a check. And she wrote me a check. I closed the door and I'm like, holy cow, I got $3,000 to do financial consulting for a family. And what happened was because I did the right thing by them, they wound up purchasing products from me and I earned $47,000. You know, I'm I'm so glad that you shared that because that, that's uh, I had a similar journey uh, with asking people to pay for a plan, yeah. uh, and you know what I'm trying to do at WSN is as I say took me 15 years to make these mistakes. So I'm going to help you get to where you need to be in 15 okay. 15 weeks, and um and when you ask and you and you require a fee for a plan, yep. you're you're elevating yourself. And, and as you were as a CPA, as as attorneys are, hey, we get paid for our intellectual property. We're not using this as some form of marketing gimmick to sell you a product. Uh, and in um, in my my ability to get people from current state to future state with their buy-in increased exponentially when I put the value on the journey and say you're going to pay me to be your guide. To get you where you need to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, with your particular operation, uh, when we talked off uh, before, that you had, you've got a, a lot of attorneys that you've come across that have also similarly uh, made the journey that we're talking about, and uh, mm -hmm. some of them uh, are are doing quite impressively, if I recall correctly. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If, if you think about your industry, it's changed significantly. Right. And what I discovered was just like in the accounting world, um, you need to pay more value to people. 
And when people come to lawyers to do, let's say, estate planning, the documents are only as good as the financial planning behind it. And most people, when you take a look at what they're doing, so they come to you and they bring all their financials, they open up the kimono to you, you write some documents, you make a couple grand, and you leave them. Well, how do you know if the plan is going to be implemented the way it's going to be implemented because how the assets are titled or how they're investing? Are they speculating and gambling with their money? Are they prudently investing? I mean, there are a lot of things to think about. So you actually have an advantage of not selling them anything, but consulting with them on their personal financial world and be able to say, okay, here's where you are today. Here's the planning we did from the legal point of view. Here's a financial roadmap. Oh, by the way, financial products need to be implemented to get you where you want to go. We can help you with that. And you know, as, as, I, as I'm fond of saying, um, thanks to technology uh, yeah. and, and our processes, uh, that it's, it's the commoditization of what used to be the intellectual property of the financial world. That things that when you and I both started our journey as as financial guys, sure. we had to have our good old HP and calculate this stuff out. <laughs> Uh, but now that property, that intellectual property from the finance side is commoditized just like the products are, just mm -hmm. like the legal products are, yeah. just like your provision of bookkeeping services or whatever in the CPA sure. world. Uh, and it really comes down to people like you and myself and members of WSN and others uh, that are able to make the connection and help people understand the journey from A to B and get them to take action. And, and your, your example there about the, um, the financial product that is incident to the estate plan. Right. You know, I think you and I, when we talked before, I went off on my rant about uh, Monte Carlo analysis and, sure. and all of that about how if somebody comes to you as an estate planner uh, and they've got this projection from their financial guy that says, well, in 20 years, they could have either 20 million or 2 million. Uh, you know, how, how do you plan for that? Right. As, right. And then people like yourself being able to walk people through that conversation and say, well, okay, let's change that zone of variability. Let's get it to something that's a little bit tighter, uh, be able to help people get more certainty as they're going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I believe. Um, based upon my own family history and, and experience, is that there are three things that people need in retirement when it comes to their money. Number one is they need what we call true liquidity, just access to cash, money markets, CDs, um, savings, uh, cash value life insurance, money that can get it quickly, right? That's pretty liquid. Number two is guaranteed income for life, right? I believe, and this is my belief, it's not everybody's belief, that when you wake up on the first of the month, and your paycheck is replaced by guaranteed income, whether it be social security, pension, or certain annuity products provide guarantees for life, people feel better not worrying about the market. My dad was a college professor. When he grad, when he retired, it was his social security, mom's social security, his pension, her pension. They made more money on the first of the month from guaranteed income of all sources than all their other money was play money. And it just sat there. And then they need to have variable in, variable investments, money that's in the market, that's you know risk adjusted to get the expected return that they 
want based upon their um, risk profile. But if you have those three buckets, I believe you have a balanced retirement. And that's what I focus on for clients. You know, I, I'm 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 going to ask you a, a kind of a loaded question. Yeah, because because I'm I'm a guy that kind of every once in a while th- likes to throw a rock at the industry just because. Yeah, of course. Uh, and you know, you're you're one of the good ones. You know, I, you know, I've I've come across, you know, I, and I'm sure between the two of us, we probably know thousands of financial advisors. Oh yeah. Uh, but that process that you just spoke of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of just kind of those the multiple buckets and and being able to you know put the right place piece in the right place, which mm-hmm. is the core of true fiduciary approach. Right. Um, it's been my observation that that ain't the majority of financial guys out there. No, because it's about um, their values, their culture uh, at the firm that they're at or their own, and it has to do with I believe their purpose and mission. So our purpose is to empower families to experience purpose, freedom, and abundance in their lives. And we accomplish it by um, inspiring and coaching families on the truths of investing and designing a plan to support their purpose, right? So if you come from it from a purpose point of view, you help people achieve what they're looking to achieve in their life, and then you use the proper financial tools. Now, it's interesting. Somebody came to me a while back and we were we were talking about what they wanted and guaranteed income for life was one of them. And the way you, the product you use is an annuity and you could Google annuity and there are 10 things, 10 people who hate them, 10 people who, who love them. And does it fit into your financial world? And the response immediately was, wow, you're going to make a lot of money from this. And I said, I said, not over time. I said, I will make more money if you keep that million dollars invested in your investing account and the fees that are generated, I'll make more money. Yes, with this product, it's upfront, but over time, I don't. But let's talk about what's best for you. I was talking to another client and we were moving from one annuity to another uh, based upon the benefits. And she's, it, was a, it was an A-rated company and she did some due diligence. And it was a problem that she didn't like in the company. So she said, Mike, is there any other company we could use? And I said, absolutely. Here's company B. I said, they're both A-rated companies. They both have great benefits. By the way, I get paid the same, whichever one you choose. Which one do you prefer? And she chose B. I said, great. We put the business with B. The problem is people think that all financial people are just in it for the money. You and I know that the great work that we do, the money is just a strategic byproduct of doing great work for people. And sometimes in our business, we're significantly overpaid with some clients, and some clients were significantly underpaid. But in the end, it's even. You know, what you just described there um, is, you know, being in a a true fiduciary kind of uh, platform where you've got multiple alternatives uh, you know, you got multiple money manager solutions. You got multiple that, you know, that's the platform that we've built on dub for WSN. Right. And that's not the majority of the financial world out there. It's yeah. not. Majority, yeah. The majority is our captive agents and uh, one way or the other. And consumers know it. They smell commission breath. They know when you have to close a deal to get the money. Um, they do. And we've all made those mistakes. I mean, I did early on, um, and I was coached through it. 
Um, I spent the money in my head mentally saying, wow, they're going to buy this. And I just made X amount of dollars and here's what I'm doing with it. And then because I was emotionally attached to the outcome and then something happened and it didn't go through and I was emotionally crushed. Right now, it doesn't matter. It just you want to work with me. Great. Don't want to work with me. Great. That's the only choice you need to make in our planning process in the beginning. Everything else will just come into play. And as an attorney, you have the captive audience. People are coming to you, you know, for your expertise in the legal side. Well, wouldn't it be great if you can complement it because you've already built the credibility and you built the trust? Wouldn't it be great if you could provide the, the financial side as well so that there's one shop that they go to and don't get conflicting ideas, just what, you know, you're doing the best thing for them. Yeah. And yeah. I'd, I'd be remiss if uh, I didn't uh, let the people know that one of the ways that one of the reasons why Mike and I came across each other's paths is that Mike has uh, a certain expertise uh, working with attorneys. And as he mentioned earlier, other entrepreneurs. So I, I do want to uh, ask Mike to, to share with you kind of his observations and, you know, and a little bit more about that, that niche market that he focuses on uh, in case you, you may have some interest in talking to Mike. So Mike. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be great. Thank you. So along the way, and as I mentioned, lifelong learning, um, I have a ton of designations just because the more that I learned, I discovered a couple of things. The more that I learned, the better I am for my clients. And the more I learn, the more money I make. It's a, it's, there's some relationship correlation between the two. So one of the de designations I have is a certified exit planner, meaning that I work with entrepreneurs and business owners. And in this case, um, focusing, working with solo and small law firms to help them protect, grow, and eventually exit their business. You see, we're all going to leave our business someday. There's a hundred percent certainty. Either we're going to do it on our terms or we're going to do it on someone else's terms. And business owners could sell to an insider, they could sell to an outsider, but they could also keep it until they die. So how do you as an entrepreneur protect your income, take money tax efficiently from your business balance sheet to your personal balance sheet, so that should you choose to never sell your business, should you choose to just wind down someday, should you choose to keep it forever, that you are exit ready from day one. So whatever the choice might be, I have a couple of businesses that sold last year and they weren't looking to sell, but venture capitalists came along and said, we want to buy your business. And they said, well, okay. So I focus on working with the solo and small entrepreneurs to help them understand what their personal balance sheet looks like, what their business balance sheet looks like, what the gap is between the two, and then help them eventually plan the exit of their business. You know, for, for many attorneys, many small businessmen, entrepreneurs, uh, that that business is our only asset. Uh, and, yeah. And, and trying to convert that into a future is a is a true challenge that they need expert guidance to get through. So yeah, absolutely. Appreciate the work you do there, Mike. My pleasure. Thanks for letting me talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up today, you know, as I mentioned at the outset, I just I wanted to bring Mike on as as one of the examples of other professionals. And as he talked about his journey, he he was he's like you. He was he was a professional, uh, and he's brought that professionalism that he learned that was in his blood to provision of solutions, just different solutions that he was doing before. 
and that's what you're doing here at WSN as well. So uh, I'd, I'd like to say, you know, Mike, uh, if they, people did want to reach out to you, um, how could they get a hold of you to, to have a conversation? Sure. They can call me. My number is 917-734-4748. And my email is M-R-I-N-G-E-L at wealthdesigngroup.net. So feel free to give me a call or send me an email and love to have a conversation. Thank you for listening to the March to a Million podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and get in touch with our team by visiting our website at www.wealthsolutionsgroup.biz or give us a call at 614-432-8065. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wealth Solutions Network. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice from qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have.